Welcome to a limited series of the Brave Envision podcast. Now, ladies, this is something you've been asking for, and I cannot wait for you to hear what's going to go down. This is your host, Kenya Bryant, and I'm doing this along with... This is Darren Franklin, and welcome to The Bridge, a special edition men's series with real stories, real men doing real life. Yes, so we want you to sit back, journey with us, as we hear from brothers in ways many of us may have never heard before. And we're going to be talking in authentic, honest, and transparent ways that we feel will help bridge the gap between men and women. So we're about to get real, y'all. You ready? Let's go. Let's go. Wow. The Bridge Men Series Woo, has been one incredible ride, y'all. Who would have known the impact and how powerful every episode would have been? And I am so thankful for the collaboration with my co-host, Darren Franklin. Man, we got to laugh and we got to partner and sit across some incredible guests that have been on this series. These, I tell you, are real men, men doing real life, sharing their real stories. Every episode, these men share topics and their stories that were so real and relevant. Wow. I want to thank you for joining us on this kickoff and this launch. And hey, we're not done. We'll be back now. Shoot, you might see us back in October, as a matter of fact. But as we close out this series, we couldn't think of anybody else to do it than our brother, Carl Oakley. I mean, Carl is our brother, our friend. He's a military veteran. He's a fellow entrepreneur and visionary. And he happens to be the mentor to my sons. This episode was on fire, so much so you're going to hear a fire truck come through. And I'd like to say that was on purpose because Carl dropped a mic as he shared with us just a different way to look at legacy. I mean, how many of us, when we think of legacy, we think of wealth, we think of riches, we think of property that we leave our families. No, Carl said, let's look at this a little different. And what about the self-work? And the self-development that we do that works from the inside of us that makes us better. And then it comes on the outside to touch others. Man, yes, drop the mic, right? Well, y'all, this is going to be one incredible episode. And we are thankful you're on the journey with us. So sit back and enjoy. This is a good one. So we are back at it again for the Bridge Men series. I'm having so much fun. What about you, D? Let's go, let's go, let's go. (laughs) Yes, so we're excited because tonight we got our boy Carl in the house. Carl is near and dear to us. Um, You know, we say that we like to have our friends who've been in the trenches with us um, that know our messy middles, that we have uh, seen him climb his mountaintop. Um, As a matter of fact, this brother mentors my son, so he definitely has a place in my heart. And so we're excited to have him today. So Carl, won't you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about you. Man, I'm just super excited to be on this uh, beautiful podcast. And uh, my name is Carl Oakley. Just super excited to be here. Uh, (laughs) From the uh, city of brotherly love. All right. Um, Billy in the house. Man, actually, the funny thing is, I... Used to see Will Smith hang out all the time, which is so crazy. 
from Philadelphia. So uh, shout out to Big Willie. Yeah, man. Summer, 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 summer. What? Oh my gosh. That's crazy. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. That is so cool. So what you do? What is what is it, Carl? Like, what is your nine to five? Ah, man, nine to five. I work. I do work for the government. Okay. Uh, even so, I, so there's this book called uh, "Born to Be Rich" uh, by Roland Roberts, and he says forty hours towards your survival, forty hours towards your dream. So forty hours for, for survival is working for the government. <laughs> okay. For the dream, um, my wife and I we have our own teaching and coaching business where okay. we teach individuals how to get out of their comfort zone, get out of debt, stay out of debt, and from there build assets. So we love nice. it. We love what we do. Okay. Yes, indeed. I like the forty yeah. hours. Say it again. Say it again. Forty hours for survival and forty hours for your dream. Okay, that's quotable right there. Yeah. We're gonna yeah. post that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. we're gonna post that. Yes, so, would you say that's your passion? Then, what's your passion and your hobby? Because I know a little something about you, but uh, man, what's your passion and hobby? So, my passion is people. I I am an extrovert at heart. I just love people. I love people. It was the craziest thing, just real quick. And I I struggled all through school. I was labeled educable, mentally retarded, repeated the sixth grade, um, struggled in college 2.0. But throughout it all. I learned that my passion was people. I was like, man, that's that's what it is. People yeah. gravitate towards me, and I love them people, that's and they love me back, and that's what it's what it's been ever since. Yeah. And you like to sing. I do <laughs> like to sing. I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> come on, that brother will belt out a song in a minute. Man, <laughs> you know, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's a commonality we have. Yes, yes. Yeah. We might have to have we your should, brothers we, do a little duet at the end of this yeah, We should form a group. Let's form a group, man. You know, Philly is known, known for music. Yeah. Music. Yeah. yeah. Who is the man? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Tyler Bell. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Cool, cool. Cool. Oh, my gosh. So, is there any kind of new kind of venture that you get into? Any community things that you get into? Anything else you want to share with us? So, I will say that. Uh, so you know, I will say that. Um, so, uh, consistency is big in uh, in our in our my wife and I our life. And uh, one of the things we do is we just try to stay consistent in all that we have going on. But mm-hmm. even outside of that, we 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 tap into uh, philanthropy. We okay. we do give. Yes, um, yes. Uh, we feel definitely a calling on our life to give, especially to those who are in need. Uh, also, too, like you said, I know you said I, I mentor your boys, which mm-hmm. I truly, who I truly do love. Uh, but also, too, <laughs> have the privilege of speaking on a couple different venues, a couple high schools, and also uh, I, have, I did a reading a little bit ago to a kindergarten class that was oh. that was amazing, touching to my heart. Oh, wow. yeah. And, and different, huh? Yeah, they, oh like, my gosh! They know they, was yeah. in their white Well, I, I, look. <laughs> The funny thing is, I'm 6'3", so they were like, oh, a tall tree to climb. Right. <laughs> like, oh, recess time. It's recess time. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, that, that, that's that's what it is uh, for right now, where we're at, staying consistent in those areas. But um, I'm sure more coming down the pike. I'm sure. So you, you know, shouted out this woman a couple of times. Why don't we say her name real quick because I know she's important. Also, she's been on the podcast for number five we had. Yes, she has. And, uh, you know, which, you'll probably hear more about her later on as we get into the story. But um, I, my lovely wife, Erica, who uh, I say, and in some ways, she was an, an angel. You know, she really uh, uh, saved my life. And you'll understand why as we continue on with this uh, podcast. You get to hear my story. Oh, that's good. So, 
we love Carl. You know, something I really know about you is that you're this man that loves legacy and you talk about that often, right? Yeah. So I'm excited that that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. What about you, Dee? Yeah, really, really excited. Um, Love hearing more about you. Some of that stuff I didn't know, especially the musical aspect. Uh, We have to talk about that later. (laughs) But, no, to get to the nitty gritty, um, we want to jump right in and, you know, as men... Um, we always ask other men, what do you do? Yeah. You know, and we kind of size each other up by what we do for a living, how much money we have, um, how many chicks we can, you know, yeah. get, <laughs> yeah. all of that stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? And what I've learned over the years is that who a person is is what matters most. True. Not what they do for a living. True. So who is Carl Oakley? What would you say? Man, that's such a great question, especially being here in the DMV area where, um, you know, people are so tied to their jobs. Oh, it's yes. almost like their jobs are, are their identity. Their identity, and, absolutely. Uh, but for me, I would have to say uh, a believer in, in Christ, uh, God, Jesus Christ, um, a husband, a leader, uh, a son, a mentor, a coach, um, you know, and then from there, it's, you know, government worker, yeah. um, <laughs> entrepreneur, philanthropist. Yeah. Uh, 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 philanthropist, excuse me, mm-hmm. and um, I think that pretty much sums me up and yeah. who, who, who I am. Yeah. yeah, no, that's good. That's good. And what what kind of um, and I may be going a little further uh, into uh, more of what we want to talk about, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna go here anyway. Yeah. That's all right. So, yes. what um, what got you to the point where you were able to identify this is who I am? You know, what kind of what kind of process did you go through along that path to say, hey, this is who Carl is? Man, that's a great question, because I will say that uh, for the majority of my, my early life, I'm 36. So I did struggle with identity. I was like, man, what is my identity? What what is my purpose? What am I here for? Mm-hmm. Um, so I would I would say that um, it was surrounding myself with like minded individuals right. and then through them trying to get a picture of who I am as an individual, who I am as a man, mm-hmm. my direction, where is I wanted to go. Um, and I think that was, that was big. And also too, it was reading, you know, yeah. reading was, reading was big for me. It's funny because for someone who struggled in school yeah. and really didn't care for reading at all, <laughs> I am a, I am a copious reader. I love reading. Fiction, yeah. uh, Tolkien yeah. to, um, biographies and things mm-hmm. like that and so I, I know how important that is uh, in development but I also know how important it is in uh, for young men mm-hmm. um, to become readers yeah. and that's something that you know is not really talked about in society these no. days you know and if, even for my son he's uh, 15 and mm-hmm. I have he used to be a very avid reader yeah. but once he got interested in sports it's like okay reading left and now I'm just like this mm-hmm. is my singular focus Mm -hmm. but for me I understand the importance of just trying to find your place in this world um, so that you can live from a place of authenticity and that takes some time for most men. I I totally agree and you know what if I can just expound upon that a little bit more I I just I just just, this just came to my mind I failed I failed so much right 
And I'm like, man, what is, I, I, I would say at times, I said, God, man, why, why am I having so much failure in my life through school, challenges in school? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was a pudgy kid, had a gap teeth. And it was, I mean, I was, it was, I was like, man, what is going on? And then I realized that. <laughs> you know, on? back in the day, gaps for the girls used to like their brothers with the gaps. Not the <laughs> younger generation, too, yeah. Not this kid. And I'm like, and I'm like, all these strikes, guys. <laughs> and what I found out is, as as I grew later on, was that success is built on the back of failure. Yeah. So yeah. I said, you know, this this failure is helping me uh, to t- uh, find out who I am. That's good. I'm finding out who I am in this failure, how to overcome the become, yeah. and that was so huge, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah. I heard this saying: "Never yeah. lost, always a lesson." Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. So you know, I like to ask the the this question of our guest: What is that like the greatest, bravest, like thing that you have done? And I know you said that you faced failures yeah. and you had to walk through some things. But I like when you said here that you shared that when you turned thirty, you realized that in order for you to gain something you never had, you had to become someone you had never been. And you talked yeah. about surrounding yourself around people, the reading, even though you didn't like mm-hmm. to read and even mm-hmm. struggled through that, but yeah. that reading helped yeah. build you yeah. and helped to create that, like pointing you in the direction of your purpose. But you said you had to step out of two things that I found was really important that I think sometimes for men, you know, I know I'm raising two young men. Yeah. That when I read those, and I'm not going to say the two words, I want you to. But those two words, I'm like, ah, that is my boy. He's right. So what was it that you said you had to step out of the realm of? I, And I will say that, you know, in this, as, as we're talking about this, there, I, I'm be honest with you, there may be some tears in this. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We'll just see how things go. But, you know, if you ask most of my circle, they would say, oh, the bravest thing, Carl, is, you know, singing the national anthem for the president. And to me, that's not. You know, it was, um, I, I, man, I, I, I struggled throughout my 20s. I was trying to figure out what, what was going on. So I went through this period where I lost my mother. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I went to this, this traumatic experience with this young lady I was dating. Uh, I won't get all into that. But, um, and then what happened from that was the result of that was, I, it was, it was drug use, it was, it was alcohol, and I found comfort in those things. Right, right. And, and it was a period of my life where instead of running towards God, I ran from him. And, and this is why I said that I, I believe that my wife is, was like an angel sent because during that time we were just friends. Mm-hmm. And she said to me, she said, Carl, I don't know what it is that you're doing because I, I had this I had this front on. Like, if you were to see me, I could, I could smile in your right. face. I could shake your hand. And you'd be like, man, that's a stand-up guy. Right. He has no issues. He got his life on track. Right. There's no problems at all. But I would literally go home at night, and I would, I would, there was a period of time where I would literally cry in the shower because I had so much filth on me. And I was like, man, how do I, how do I get, wash this off? Mm-hmm. So it was a period where my wife... Now, she said, um, when we were friends, she said that, um, she said, hey, I don't know what's going on in your life, but you need to run back to God. You need to run back to church. You're being disobedient. And there was a period where somebody invited me to church, and I had an opportunity to do that. And in there, there was this preacher that said, hey, she was, and really in the middle of her message, she, I stood in the back of the church. You know what you're doing wrong. You stay in the back of the church. She walked towards the back of the church, and she said, oh, my goodness, placed her hand upon me. 
And she said, I don't know what's going on in your life, but I can feel it. I can feel, I can feel that you that you're that you're that you're you're in a process of maybe about to ruin your life, ruin a good thing. And God has made you to be a leader. He's made you to be an entrepreneur. He wants to provide you with, with all these riches and glory and to, to, to add value to other people. Come on. But he can't do it because you're in the state that you're in. And I purged. I went through like this, this cleansing, this washing. I, 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 I fell to my knees and I said, Father God, forgive me. I said, man. And um, the change came after that where he, sur- he surrounded me with like-minded men, men that set the example for what a good man is. Mm-hmm. And I pursued them. Mm-hmm. And in that, that's when the change started to take place. Because here's the thing. I tell you, the hardest thing to do is change. Mm-hmm. I had, number one, it had self-awareness. Yep. I, had to, I was like, man, Carl, like, listen, this is where you're at right now. But, here, but here's where you want to go. Right. And the only way to get there is to fall into submission to these other men yeah. who yeah. are setting the example, that's right, it. of what a that's good man it. is. Yeah, and that was, that was that brave moment because I had to take that leap because I didn't want to. Right. I, was comf- I was comfortable where I was at. I was comfortable in my sin. I was comfortable in my dirt. I was comfortable where I was at. But that brave moment was taking that leap and saying, you know what? Let's go. I, God, I do want all that you have for me because I'm going to tell you right now, it's scary to, 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 to know what a leadership position is. Like, you th- when you think of yourself at the top, you say to yourself, man, that's, that's kind of scary because people are looking at me. People, people, I'm setting the example now. I can't, yeah. I can't fall. Right. Once I'm here, I can't fall because the people look at me and you know what? They're going to judge me. They're going to say this. They're going to say that. And I tell you, man, that was a brave moment because I had to, I had to say, man, listen, it's either all or nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was real. That's good, man. Oh, That's that good. That's so good. That's I good. Mean, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I heard. And so you just said a lot, man. Right. You said a lot. <laughs> and I heard a lot in there. Yeah. And, you know, for me as a man, a lot of us get stuck where you were. Mm-hmm. You know, we get stuck in living uh, beneath, our, yeah. Yeah, beneath yeah. our potential. We get stuck in um, a place where we're not um, maturing into yeah. who yes. we need to be. Yeah. And so my question to you is, you know, as you lead other young men and boys, you know, through life and you mentor them and you, you know, you place uh, your mark on them as yeah. a leader, you know, how do you lead uh, young men from that place of mediocrity and immaturity mm. yeah, into, onto a path of destiny, yeah. you know, because really a lot of us get stuck there for so many years yeah. that we never realize our potential. And I, there's some kind of saying that says there's a lot of people mm-hmm. who went to the grave with unrealized potential. True, that's true. You know, and yeah. so how do you how do you lead men from that place of you know mediocrity and immaturity? I think number one is you, you got to identify where you came from. You know, and talk about it. You know, I think the biggest struggle we be have honest. as men is that yeah. transparency. Be honest. Yeah. Especially, I'm, I'm going to call it what it is, in the black community, there's this pride. Like, no, 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 I'm cool. Here's the funny I'm thing. Good, right? as, as, as black men, <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll run to a basketball coach or a football coach or a soccer coach or a baseball coach to help them to, to, to receive help in that sport. But we on, won't man. receive coaching, run to a coach or, or a, a psychologist or a pastor uh-huh. to, to, to receive help 
and uh, our overall makeup as a man or, or yeah. where, where yeah. we want to go. That's, yeah. that's what's so crazy. Yeah. You know, one of the things that Gotti said is be the change that you want to see in the world. Uh, so with these young boys, I say, I said, what kind of change do you want to see in the world? After you've identified where you came from, things of that nature, okay, where do you want to go? Right. Right? Let's identify that. And then we put pen to paper. Right. You know, write the vision and make it plain. Let's right. let's put it yes, down. Yeah. And then what we start doing is we start, we go through a process to figure out how do we get there. Well, you know, we, we, we set the goal and then we go through the process of developing developing ourselves to to get to that to get to that goal. Mm-hmm. And um and I tell you what, there's joy in the journey. That's what's so beautiful about it. Because you, like we talked about earlier, you, you find yourself in the journey because there's failures, there's setbacks, there's roadblocks. But as you go along, you say, man, because of the coaching, because of the, the training, because of how you're developing yourself, you keep moving forward. Right. That's good. And it's a, man, it's a beautiful journey. That's a it's good, such a that's beautiful good. journey. That's good. You know, um, some folks think that leaving a legacy is money finances property you know that's what we leave behind to our loved ones but i really believe it's seeds that we plant yeah yeah and that i often tell my children this i said my ceiling will be your floor Mm. and the seeds that i'm working so hard that i'm exhausting myself for i might not ever see the floor I may never see them bloom. Yeah. My great 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 grandchildren, the people that I poured into, mm-hmm. might. Yeah. So, what does leaving a legacy for you? What does it mean? What's that? What's that work you've had to do to personally position yourself for that? Whew. I, I, you know, I say number one for me, it's it's attitude. You know, John Maxwell says your attitude determines your altitude. Mm-hmm. And you know, like you just said, you know, a lot of times we think leaving a legacy is money or property or you know, some sort of inheritance. But I believe that. Why not character? Yeah. You know, what type of character to have? Yeah. Habits. Yeah. You know, when we set when you set good habits, that's so important. I mean, you find yourself in those habits as well. Um, you, you become, you get a routine. You know, you don't, that way, when you have these habits, you don't, you don't um, start following the rest of rest of the world, rest of the society, because you're, you're setting your habits. You know your habits. You know who you are, and you're focused on you're focused on that. And so I think um, leaving um, a legacy of good character, morals, and, and values is so mm-hmm. important. Because I'm gonna tell you right now, with a great attitude, you can you could take yourself anywhere. Yeah. Seriously, if your attitude That's your good. attitude is right, oh my goodness, you can impact so many people. I tell you, and this is not bragging or boasting on myself. It's just that it's something that I I work on consistently. Consistently, I work on it daily. My attitude, and every job I've had, when you know how you you leaving, you you know you have like a uh, like a luncheon, yeah, because you know, you're, you're, you're leaving the job. And one of the things that each person has said is, "Carl, man, your your attitude is infectious." Mm-hmm. And I was That's like, good. "Man, yo, that that let what that did was that let me know that hey, the work that I'm putting in, the work that I'm that I'm that I'm doing, it's mm-hmm. not getting overlooked. Like mm-hmm. it's 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 appreciated. Right. And um, what it also does is too, it impacts other people. Yeah. You know, I, I truly believe that success is how many pe- how many people lives are better because you live. That's good. Yeah. And let's be honest, and I know Dee can chime in because we, me and Dee had a talk one time over dinner where we were talking about in our communities, mm-hmm. the black community, oh, we, 
we not just men but women too but we're men i know don't think about the legacy they're leaving yeah, or right. even the inheritance True. because right. it is important that yeah. we are making sure that yeah. you know not only can you get buried but yeah. that you're taken care of right. and that a lot of times does not happen right and i can remember my grandfather's biggest thing mm -hmm. He would say, he would say your character and your attitude, yeah. but he was land and he yeah. was from the South. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I have to leave something. And yeah. that for his generation was important. Yeah. So he was like, if nothing else, if they take everything else from you, you got somewhere you can build a home. That's, That's what he said. You know, and he was from the South. So he had that, that attitude yeah. of that. And I think that's important. And Super I'd love for you important. to speak on that because I know that's a passion of yours of that we do need to yeah. in our black community. Absolutely. Set ourselves, we yeah. need to take care of business. Yeah. No, you're so right in that can. And I'll tell you, man, you know, God bless my father. My father worked his behind off, you know, just to provide for us. But, it, you know, it goes back to rich dad, poor dad. And at rich dad, poor dad, you know, a lot of times we think, okay, you know, poor scenario here, rich scenario here, but the overall um, uh, real focus behind it is the mindset. Yes. And if you have a mindset to say, hey, I'm not going to follow the rest of the world and, and have all kind of crazy debt and things of that nature, because I tell you what, some debt doesn't end. You, your life may end, but some debt doesn't. It carries on to, and that could be a legacy. It carries yeah. on to, to your next generation. So for us, and I'll tell you, you know, we've, my wife and I, Eric and I, we fought tooth and nail to get out of debt. And thankfully, we've been out of debt for, for years. And, and that's part of the coaching that we do. We, we teach other people to do the same thing because we have to change this, this, this narrative in thinking that, hey, you know what? It's okay to just spend this hair or spend this hair. It's okay. You know what? I'm, I'm working hard, so you know what? I'm also well treat myself. That's a that's a legacy mindset that can carry on if you're not careful. And right. um, so it's 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 you're so right in that. You know, having you know having land and and and, and ownership and, and yes. just having the mindset of ownership, having land and or property. Um, you know, having your own business. Um, you have to have it. It's so important. Yeah. No, that's yes. good. That's good. I mean, and you know what I. I see that as you're talking and as I get to know you better, even in this conversation, I see that as a part of your legacy yeah. is teaching other young men, yes. you know, how to handle their business yeah. and leave their betters, leave their families better off yeah. than when they came into yes. it, right? Yes. Um, and that That's also, um, you know, when you also handle your business in a way such as getting out of debt, yeah. especially at a young age, that also positions you to, and frees you up to walk out your destiny true. Yes, without true. all of those hurdles and that baggage and true. that weight of debt. You know, so I see this like in several ways. It's like, yeah. hey, you know, just your legacy from from my vantage point is really teaching other young men, you know, to be responsible, right. but also to take yes. care of your debt. Yeah. Uh, and then that positions them to walk out their lives in a way where they're unencumbered by yeah. all of that stuff. So true. Because a lot of us are. Yeah. And yes. a lot of us, um, a lot of people don't reach their fullest potential because they're stuck in true. positions, they're stuck in jobs just to make money to meet this yes. debt need. Yep. Yes. And they're not able to ever step into their um, path of, that leads to their destiny. Yeah, I mean, you're so right. I tell you, man, it's like, it goes back to your thinking. You know, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is so he. So that's, if, yes. if, if, you, if you live a life 
and and you have this you have this debt, and you say to yourself, you know what, it's gonna be there. It is what it is. You know what, I'll just keep living my life. I ain't gonna worry about it, right? And then what happens is you stifle yourself from being able to do yeah. other things yeah. because you have this limitation. You have Absolutely. this. It's like a it's like a, a brick wall, a barrier, mm-hmm. and because you didn't operate in intentionality and, and get rid of it, right? Or, or minimize it. Mm-hmm. Now, now you're stuck. And yes. guess what, guess what sets in anxiety, mm-hmm. fear, mm-hmm. right? And, 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 you know, it's like, it's crazy. It's like fear overpowers faith. You know, you had this faith and now it's fear because <laughs> right. you had this, because you got this debt. Yeah. So <laughs> I didn't, you know, I, I didn't want that because we grew up struggling. Yeah. I'll I tell you, man, my yeah. father, man, bless his heart, man. He, he did all that he could was a sole provider and uh you know there were there were times when you know we didn't have no furniture mm-hmm. there were times when you know i'm keeping real with you next door neighbor was cooking the meal i was like man thank god i got a spread over there <laughs> yeah. Yeah. right and um and I, man i and i tell you we just said that we didn't i i said that i did not want that i did not want that for my family i did not want that for myself and um it's it's just it's it's tough it's yeah. tough but you got to push through you yeah. got to fight you got to get coaching and just know that you can overcome the become you can yeah yeah that's good and one other thing you shared with me I mean we talked you know prior to the recording of the podcast and I learned more about you in that yeah. conversation you know in reference to your dad you also decided to live your life in a different way than your yeah. dad raised you as well. Yeah. And I think that's a part of legacy. Yeah. You know, true. it's changing those old patterns of how we were raised um, as men. Yeah. But, uh, and being more open to um, loving more, yeah. to that's making good. ourselves available more right. to other brothers, younger brothers, and being that vulnerability word, all of that, you know. And can you speak <laughs> on that? Yeah. I, you know, my father, since it was three of us, my father was so focused on, he was a... An amazing father, uh, awesome provider, uh, but I felt like at times the love part was missing. But and but also too, I was I was blessed. You know, I had both a mother and a father. Yeah, there's. But yeah. but the love part was missing, and I, and I think it's because you know I, I don't know my father's relationship with his father. But the biggest thing was, especially in growing up in an urban environment like Philadelphia, my father said, "I don't want to lose you to the yeah. streets." So, so what happened was, it was it was like strict, you know. The discipline was strict. It's gonna make you, you know, tough. Yeah, yeah. My my mom's side of family was either all it was all women, all females, or you know, you know, some of my uncles they you know they live a different type of lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And my father was like, man, I'm gonna do all I can to keep you yeah. to the point where sometimes I was like, man, you know, I, hey man, I just want to hug. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I get a little yeah. voice. Yeah. 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 And, on, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not um, ashamed by it. I'm not upset by it because it has prepared me well for this life. And now my father is 60 years old. I'm 36, and you know our, our birthday is on the same day, and oh, we're man. like brothers. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we we talk about you know he's remarried after my mom passed on, and and uh, we 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 share. You know, notes now. Like, okay, how you doing as husband? How you doing as husband? Uh, so, good, so, how you doing? So, I'm, uh, I'm just, too, I'm truly blessed by it because yeah. it, if it wasn't for that discipline, I don't think that, I don't think that my EQ would be as strong as it is. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. To the point, you know, to the point where I'm not, 
I'm not I'm not moved or swayed by what I see on social media or by my friends or things of that nature. I was always told when I was coming up, if everybody else is going right, you go left. Right. So that that level of discipline mm-hmm. has done well for me and yeah. my life. So I I you know I'm I'm grateful for it. Good, good, good. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. So let's talk about this EQ. You you dropped you dropped that down like the EQ. But let's let's share a little bit about that. So. I know Dee was talking about that he had read like the Harvard Business Review and it says the EQ is greater indicator of success than your IQ. So tell us your journey as you developed your EQ and tell us what is EQ? So EQ is your emotional intelligence. Um, at, at most, at, at, at first glance or first thought, whenever we are going to make a decision on something, our, our, our um, emotional intelligence takes over. Like it's an emotional decision, mm. right? But what we have to do is grab a hold of it. It's like take a pause, mm. look at the situation for what it is, mm. take a deep breath about it and say, okay, what's, let me use logic in here as well. So, you know, it's having that, um, it's having that, throwing a little uh, uh, intellect in there. So it's Balance, like, yeah. 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 So so it's like, okay, I don't want to just make a, a straight emotional decision. Like an emotional decision is saying, you know, you're on Twitter, you see a Twitter feed or you see a, you see something on Instagram that's saying, hey, you know, all this crazy stuff we see on, you know. Uh, Ooh, do we see Yes, a man. Um, you know, so, uh, racial injustice and <laughs> yeah. things of that nature. Yeah. And you only have five seconds of the video. Well, an emotional, an emotional response to that is just losing your mind, rioting, or things of that nature, and you never saw the whole video. Mm-hmm. You don't, you don't, you don't have all right. the information. Right, right, right. So, for me, what I do on a daily basis is I, I read. Like, so we're going back to the reading. I, I'm sorry, just to you know, I really believe that your reading determines your destiny. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I read. Daily, copious reading, mm-hmm. um, self development. I develop myself, develop my mind through reading, but also too, I, I practice it. You know, we often say that knowledge is power. Right. I don't believe that. I believe that applied knowledge is power. That's you good. You have That's to, good. you have to apply it. You have to Proper apply what you exactly. Yes. So that right there alone, the EQ, and also too. Uh, proper and uh, proper communication, uh, mainly with my wife, mm-hmm. but proper communication yeah. with people helps build my EQ. Yes. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. It's done wonders for me. Yeah, It really has. So w- when you say that, communication, break that down a little bit. I'd like to hear that because I'm a female up in this room <laughs> with y'all two brothers. <laughs> and uh, let's be honest, as we talk, and this is the bridge True. series, bridging the gap between men and women. True. And how, what's the biggest thing people talk about? <laughs> Communication. <laughs> communication. So, how do you bridge that gap in communicating? you know, with your wife, with others, but specifically your wife, because we got women that are listening to this today too. Man, y'all just man, I, man, this is this is like That's people's court. Y'all grilling me right now. No, oh, oh. this this is wonderful. It really is. Carl's <laughs> like, yes, lady. Oh, yeah, right. I think number one is. Um, Transparency, right? Or if it comes towards when it comes to the relationship of a man and a woman, empathy is huge in that. You know, empathize in what the the woman is saying, empathize with it, and then taking what take what she says, and then uh, you know expound upon that and just say you know acknowledge what she says. You know, yes, um, we like to be acknowledged. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know for my wife and I, that transparency is 
huge. I, it's just coming out. And listen, I, I'll tell you, a lot of times it's hard to be transparent because I'm thinking about her reaction. That's real talk. Man, as human beings, yeah. the one thing we have yeah. control over is our responses and our reactions. Yeah. And like when it comes to my wife, and I'm like, man, what's this reaction going to be? But you know what? I say, you know what? It's healthy. For, for our marriage and our relationship, for me, especially as head of this household, mm-hmm. to be transparent in this communication. So what does that mean? That means details. Don't leave out no details. Mm-hmm. And, and, and because here's the big... Because you know we detect Right. Like, right. <laughs> and because here's the, here's the biggest thing. You know, women, women look forward to that security. Yes. And, and effective communication is security in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's trust from that. Mm-hmm. So that's... That's so huge, and it sets. It's I know for my wife, it sets her mind at ease when I am uh, uh, being, being transparent. Not maybe not at first. <laughs> she's trying to ease into it, right? Because she's trying to process. Exactly. She's trying to process everything that I'm saying. But after a while, she's like, you know what, man? I, you know, as 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 my husband, you're 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 called to love me, and I'm called to respect you. And I tell you what, I respect you so much. For just being transparent, mm-hmm. and because I know that wasn't easy for you, mm-hmm. you know everything from my past, you know that I that I felt this though could have a a stronghold in my marriage. I talked about right. straight up. It was like, hey, listen, let's let's just go. Let's roll it all out. Here's me, mm-hmm. and give me you, mm-hmm. and that that really helped build. Uh, uh, I, I think a, a solid, even EQ for my wife. That's good. Seriously, That's good. but you know that also what that does, Carla. As we're talking about legacy. That speaks to what we need to do as a community, as a whole, as a people. Yeah. That we really need to be honest and transparent. Yeah. We need to come to the table with that and to love each other through that. Yeah. Because I think that really will bridge the gap. Yeah. It truly will. You know, the brokenness that we feel comes through secrecy. Oh, yeah. Comes through us hiding things, come through us doing the same old thing that our our, our past, you know, our our fathers or our Mm -hmm. mothers have done. Um, We're taking past stuff from relationships. That I really think that transparency that you spoke on is so important to legacy as well. Oh my gosh. And what you even said you and your wife did, that that breaks some stuff that could have tried to travel down. Oh yeah. You know, to the next generation. I think that's so important to speak on because that that's important in our we need that in our community. We need that all the way across the board. For legacy to happen. Man, man, you're so right. I uh it's often said that it's in it's in God's word as well. You know what's in the dark is going to come to light, right? So, and it's like you know what, eventually it's going to come full surface. I might as well just open up, push pride aside. Because this was so crazy. As, as especially as black men, we we have this pride, and we and we and, and we feel like you know what, it's real masculine to just hold stuff in and just be like you know what, uh, she'll be all right. She'll do it. She'll never know. Or, you know what, I, I'm not going to talk. I, I won't talk about it right now. I'll talk about it later when I'm ready. But when is that time? Right. When, when, when is that time? So, mm-hmm. it, it, and it's, I tell you what, it's, it looks better as a man, especially as a man of a household, if you just grab your woman by the hand and just say, hey, I know it sounds corny. I know it sounds cliche, but it's like, let's, like, for real, it's like, I got to talk to you about something. Or let's talk. You know, set the stage. You right. set the stage. Don't let That's your good. woman set the stage. That's right? good. 
change the narrative. Yeah. Exactly. It's usually us. Exactly. Somebody can we talk? Exactly. <laughs> no, that's True. good, man. And I think that I think that speaks to a whole lot of us men, man, in terms of the importance of uh, emotional intelligence. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's a term that's floating out here. Trending. You know, it's trending. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, in, it's in the business world. Yeah. And, you know, um, you know, it's really, you know, part of relationships. Yeah. It, it binds the relationships together. And yeah. what I liked is that when you started talking about EQ, um, emotional quotient or emotional intelligence, you started off with communication. Yeah. Yes. And there's a quote that I heard a long time ago that I live by to this day, and it says that the conversation is the relationship. Mm. That's good. So that's how good. good the communication mm. is, yeah. that's how good the relationship will yeah. be. Yeah. And you know, for the men out there, you know, that's listening, if you don't have a starting place in terms of, you know, this EQ thing, this emotional uh, intelligence thing. Start with just the communication. Yeah. Start That's with good. being a good listener. And you mentioned that as well. Listening and not um, not re- not preparing what you're going to say before right. you hear what True. the other party yeah. is going to say. But just listening and then really empathizing with what they're saying, yeah. like you said, and then responding. Yeah. So if you're looking for a place to stay to to start on your EQ brothers. Start with the communication. <laughs> that's communication. And that's going to bridge some gaps. For that's sure. going to bridge a whole bunch of gaps. Carl, this has been so good. So share, would you please give just a little bit of maybe some hope to those that are trying to figure this out? I mean, I like how Dee gave a little point right there. Um, but is there anything that you would share as we close this out as some hope for those who are trying to build that, for the men that are trying, the women that are listening in to encourage their men in this, as you spoke, which I really um, love and admire, was as the head of the household, as a man that is leading his charge in his house, is there anything you want to share? I think I would, you know, it's so crazy, because I'm, I'm used to just having that male audience and you know, obviously, I'm speaking to both parties here. Yep, yep. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I think that, you know, it goes back to, you know, definitely, uh, you know, in, in Scripture, you know, it says that, you know, uh, uh, the wife is called to respect her husband and the husband called to love his wife. But you can, we can even start that now before we even get to the, to the marriage stage. Even as friends, you can, you can, you can start that now. Um, you know, for the ladies, I would say, you know, the scripture also says that, you know, he who findeth the wife findeth a good thing. But in that scripture, you know, let's take the marriage part out of it. Let's, let's talk about the development, you know, finding a wife. So you're building yourself up for uh, what's coming down the road. Build yourself up now. Prepare yourself. What does that mean? Uh, develop, continue to hang around other women that you that you can look up to, that you that who, who's, who, can, uh, uh, who can mentor you. You know, we often say that um, everyone needs a Paul, everyone needs a Timothy, and everyone needs a Barnabas. You know, we need someone like Paul who's going to mentor us and and really challenge us in our thinking and our and our and our walk as men and women. Yeah. You know, we need that that Timothy, someone that we could uh, take what we've learned and actually pass it on to them. Yeah. Because here's the crazy thing about that: when you when you re- when you relay information that you've learned, you learn it twice. 
That's what's so beautiful yeah. about it. And then you have that Barnabas, someone that's going to encourage you and say, you know what? You're doing good as a woman. You you got great things going for you. Girl, you hold it down those kids or you you <laughs> your your overall development as a woman. Listen, don't worry about this, don't worry about that. You know, uh continue to stay in prayer, continue to surround yourself with like-minded women. Yeah. Uh, same thing for the men, you know. Yeah. Be able to encourage each other. Man, we I think that's what's so crazy about the makeup of a man. Like that's why men love sports. Yes. Right? Because number one, yes. coach coach calls us out, keep yeah, us accountable. Man. Yeah. Right. If you're a captain of the team or, or even just a player on the team, your players or your teammates, guess what? You hyping each other up in the yeah, locker room before That's the good. game, during yeah. the game. Yo, you can do it. Yo, let's go. You got this. You got this. I believe in you. All right. Yo, we need one. We need one. So so it's the same thing in life. Don't just stop right there. That's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. That's continue it on through life. That's good. Because I tell you what, that gives you the endurance that you need yes. to continue to grow as a man or even as a woman. That's good. That's, That's good. good. Well, good. we want to thank you. Absolutely, man. We do. And you are doing some incredible things. Oh, you know, you we sis. love your wife, Erica, yeah. you know, and so we're just we're just proud of what y'all are doing. Thank you thank for you joining you. us on yeah. this. Now we got y'all both as a family. <laughs> we had Erica on and now we got Carl. That's good. Thank yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, we hope you were inspired, and we just want to thank you for joining us for this special edition of the Brave and Vision podcast. Y'all come back now, family, for more real stories from real men doing real life.